a scarcely believable last 10 minutes sees the All Blacks go from big winners to finishing level. And maybe that test best sums up this All Black side of 2022. Some great moments, some dismal moments. Eight wins, four defeats, and now a draw. For 70 minutes, that was the best All Black performance of the season. For the last 10, I don't know what to think. That is the voice of our rugby editor and match commentator, Elliot Smith, who is now with us from London. You said at the end of that little commentary piece, Elliot, you don't know what to think. With the benefit of, what, three or four hours hindsight, do you um, know what to think now? No, I don't, Piney. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could tell you sort of four and a half or four hours on from full time how it all played out, but um, I, I really don't. Um, the All Blacks were cruising to towards a victory at 25-6 up. I think it is fair to say cruising. They didn't play a perfect game. Let's not um, suggest that by any stretch of the imagination for the opening 70, but they were 19 points up against the fellow Tier 1 Nation. To draw from there um, is, is simply unacceptable. Um, you know, the game management disappeared for the All Blacks in the closing stages, and they basically gave England an inch, and England, to their credit, took a mile. And this is the ongoing issue of the All Blacks, isn't it? You know, we see patches and games where they look really good. I think the first 70 minutes there was probably their best rugby of the year, uh, yet it is an 80-minute game, and the All Blacks seemingly forgot that in the closing stages and um, leave from Twickenham tonight with a draw rather than a win, and a comfortable win at that, uh, which they should have got with with 10 minutes remaining. I know these things take a little bit of time to review and break down, but immediately afterwards, you've had the chance to hear from Ian Foster and a, and a couple of the players as well. Have they been able to explain what happened? Well, they've done their best, um, but I think it's going to take a, a rewatch or two to, to figure out exactly what happened. Look, they were playing 15 on 14 for the last 10 minutes with Bowden Barrett, uh, of course, uh, yellow carded uh, as part of the lead-up to that first try that England scored. But teams play 15 on 14 so often these days. It's a it's a commonality, you know, in international rugby. We we see that plenty of times. You shouldn't concede three tries uh, in those in the, in those stages to um, to open the you know the, the gates for England. They they managed to go perhaps a wee bit wider. They they had a bit more pay there than they were able to find in the opening 70 minutes of the game. And then when they went wide, the space was back in the narrow, and so they were able to stretch the All Blacks, and then squeeze them up the middle as well. I thought they did that really well in the, op- in the, in the final 10 minutes of that game. And the All Blacks uh, were left scrambling. I think scrambling is probably the best way to put it. They conceded one. Um, England basically struck while the iron was hot and were able to, to get a second. At that point, the, back, the All Blacks are backpedaling uh, through this contest. And it almost seemed like when they scored that second that if there was some sort of inevitability. Um, the All Blacks failed to keep it in tight, I asked. Ian Foster about that, whether maybe instead of t- kicking it like TJ Petanara done, they should have wound down the clock. I asked Ian Foster about that. He said in the modern game, it's simply too hard. There'll be a breakdown penalty somewhere at, you know, along those uh, 90 minutes, uh, sorry, 90 seconds, 120 seconds, whatever it might be, uh, that they'll give up. So, um, yeah, the All Blacks will, will, will review that and, and try and find an answer for that. But I don't think there's any one answer. I think it was a total... Um, collapse over over a 10-minute period that is going to um, live long in the memories over the summer for this team. Yeah, so they, they were good, effectively, very, very good for seven-eighths of this game. For 70 of the 80 minutes, they were very good. But 
does that almost become irrelevant when the last 10 minutes are the defining 10 minutes in terms of the result of the game? I think it has to. Uh, and look, we, we judge a game on its final score at the end. And uh, with 10 minutes to go, we were poised to judge it. You know, something in the vicinity of 25-6 or at least a fairly comfortable All Blacks win. Uh, when you look at it at the end and, it, and it's 25-all, um, you can only really look at the negatives of, of how it got to be at 25-all. Um, it's almost inexplicable that you could do that in, in modern rugby and, and lack the game management in the, in the final uh, 10 minutes not to, to close it out. And so all that good work, uh, uh, you know, over um, you know, over 70 minutes completely gets undone by the last 10. Um, you know, it's like in cricket where you might have a, you know, opening partnership that, that does really well and sets you up for an innings. But if the last nine wickets fall through, um, you know, 30 odd runs, then you, you're talking about that rather than the opening partnership. And um, simply, the you know, the All Blacks will... Um, uh, we'll be talking about, you know, the 25-all draw um, rather than uh, – and the points they conceded at the end, the three tries, rather than the work of uh, Dalton Papali'i in the first half and Cody Taylor and Rico Ioane's breakaway try in the, um, in the in the second spell. That Those won't um, be the focuses of the game for sure. Were you surprised that England kicked it out at the end? No, not really. I know there was a few eyebrows raised by um, some of the All Blacks and, and Richie Mwonga post-game and Ian Foster even saying they wouldn't have done that well. I suspect maybe if the All Blacks had fought from 25-6 down to, to level at 25-all, they too might have kicked it into the stands and, and taken the draw. Um, I know Marcus Smith got a few daggers from his teammates, but ultimately probably the right call uh, was made by the um, the English team. They'd done the work to get back to 25-all. Um, I, I think you take a draw if you're England uh, at that point and, and bank, um, not the two points necessarily, but a, a draw against an All Blacks team that looked odds on for victory. All right, and just to finish, uh, across the next few hours, going to be hearing from a few of your colleagues in the rugby media to get them to very briefly assess the year and give it a grade. Um, so I might as well ask you to kick us off in, in sort of 45 seconds or so. How do you assess the year and what grade would you give them in terms of an ABC, if you like? Yeah, Piney, I think you, you have to assess it um, on the way they started and ended the year. Those are the bookends of the campaign. Uh, they started with a, a series loss to Ireland. They started with a loss in South Africa and they started and they also had a loss to Argentina. That was the front half of the year. Uh, second half of the year was, was relatively good. There were signs of improvements, six wins in a row. But, um, you know, to borrow a phrase from Sir Steve Hansen, rocks under the beach towels as they head into summer. Um, I would probably look at, um, at, at perhaps a C. Uh, Might have been heading towards a B plus, a B minus if they'd... Uh, managed to bank a win this morning. Uh, ultimately, they didn't. Um, so I don't know whether this will get me a job in NCA or not, but I'm giving them a C. Wonderful work over the last uh, month or so up in the UK. Wonderful work over the calendar year of 2022. If you and I had had a chat before the first test of the year at Eden Park, I don't think we could ever possibly have imagined what was about to unfold <laughs> over the 13 tests ahead of us. Great pleasure chatting to you across the air, Elliot. Safe travels home and look forward to seeing what 2023 might bring us all. Oh, look, yeah, we haven't been short of content, have we, this year? It's been uh, quite remarkable indeed. Thanks, Piney. Appreciate it. Thank you, Elliot, for your wonderful work. Safe travels, my friend. Elliot Smith, our rugby editor and match commentator. He's been there for all 13 test matches this year, has called them all expertly for us and has ridden the roller coaster, as I know you have as All Blacks fans.